Hi and welcome to Bible study with Bumi and today I want to talk about something that I particularly love talking about and it is about growing in knowledge, growing in knowledge. Um, so tonight is really about knowledge and what we know and what we don't know. Um, if you've ever heard the phrase ignorance is bliss and think that it's a good phrase, I beg to differ. I don't think that ignorance is bliss. Um, I believe that when you are ignorant of certain things, it can affect the way that you live. It can affect the type of life that you live. It can affect your relationships. It can affect um, the way you show up in the world, the way that you even as a Christian receive things from God. So I don't think ignorance is bliss, especially not as a Christian and as a believer. And a believer here is someone who believes in Jesus and has given their life to him and you know, is trying to let him lead the way, or at least is growing in the desire to let him lead the way and do that via the Holy Spirit. I believe that one of the biggest struggles of the modern day Christian is a lack of knowledge, a lack of knowledge. I believe it so much and I know it because the more I've come to know the word of God, the more I've come to understand who I'm supposed to be as a believer, what God is, expects of me on my journey, what God is trying to do with me in my life and in, in the way that he's taking me on the journey that he's taking me on. I've come to realize that I can't afford to be ignorant, that the things I don't know means that I'm probably not living life at the, the optimum, at the level that I sh should be living it. And, you know, I was talking to my friend, my friend and I are always talking about this. My best friend and I are always talking about how so many believers are living a substandard life and that we're not perfect. We're not saying we're perfect, but excuse me, we are growing in our knowledge of God. We're growing in our knowledge of who we are in Christ and what has been made available to us. You know, in our last episode, I talked about living free, but that many of us don't live free because we don't know that we have been set free. So I gave the example of patterns and how, where I come from, the part of Nigeria in Africa, where I come from, people talk about generational patterns and generational curses. And that many people believe that you need to war and you need to fight for you to be free of these generational patterns. And, you know, people go for deliverance and they do all these activities because they want to be free. But here's the catch. Christ died so that we were made free. Christ died and rose again so that we were made free. He actually went to the cross, died, went to hell, took back the keys and the authority that the enemy took from us, and then rose again and said, here, here's the authority. It's yours. You can do with it as you please. Obviously, use it for the kingdom, but here is what you have. You are free. And I reference 2 Corinthians 5.17 of how everyone who is in Christ is a new person. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. That everything that applied to you before you became a Christian, before you became a believer, all of that is now available. All of that that used to happen, whether it was generational patterns, whether it was, you know, curses, whatever it was, 
whether it was even witchcraft and all of that, it no longer applies to you because you are a brand new person. But imagine if I don't know that. Then people will come to me and say, you know, we need to do this seven days dry fast. You know, I'm from Nigeria. So there are a lot of things that they do in the in the in Christian Dom in Nigeria, at least from a Nigerian background. I don't necessarily I don't live in Nigeria, but I'm from a Nigerian background. So please bear with me on this one. You know, people come to me and they're like, oh, we should do seven days dry fast. We should do this. We should do that. And I'm just like, why? Please tell me why. <laughs> they're like, you know. Oh, you have to be set free. You have to do all these things to be set free. And I'm going, mm, no, I don't. Because Christ has set me free. You know, when I came to know who I was in Christ, when I came to understand that I was the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that I'm righteous, like there's nothing, and that righteousness was given to me as a gift. It wasn't something that I worked hard to earn. I don't daily work to earn my righteousness. My righteousness has been imputed to me. That's what the Bible says. That righteousness has been given to me as a gift, the gift that comes from the grace of God. I've been given righteousness. But if I don't know that, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to keep thinking that I need to do things to be righteous. But I don't. It's a gift. My job is to receive it and to affirm myself in it. And when I started to affirm myself in it, guess what? Things that even were negative that used to happen gradually began to fade away from me because there are certain things that don't happen to righteous people. But if you don't know that you're going to continue to live life as though you are unrighteous. It's also the reason why you will never call, hear me call myself a sinner. I'm no longer a sinner. I'm a saint. But that comes from knowledge. That comes from knowledge of the scriptures. You know, the word of God says in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. And I'm going to read it. It says that, you know, my if I paraphrase very quickly, it says, my people perish for lack of knowledge my people perish for lack of knowledge that people are destroyed for lack of knowledge the esv says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge i reject you from being a priest to me like if you if you reject knowledge you are going to live a life that isn't what god wants for you if you don't spend time getting to know what you've been given. You're going to live a life that isn't what God desires for you. You know, in my job, I help people wait gracefully for their marriages and in their marriages. My job is to help you wait gracefully. And one of the biggest shifts that happen for a lot of the women that come on my programs and on my experiences and my courses is that they begin to say, I did not know this, but now I do. I did not know that this was available to me, but now I do. You know, someone posted today and she said, thank you so much for constantly reminding me of who I am, that I'm a child of God. But that's knowledge now that has empowered her to live a different life, to embrace the God life that God has for her. God says in his word in Hosea chapter four, verse six, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance isn't bliss. 
you really need to have knowledge. We need to have knowledge. We need to know who God is. We need to know who Jesus is. We need to know who the Holy Spirit is. We need to know their different places and their different roles. We need to know what Christ did for us and what is available to us as Christians and as believers. Because if you don't know, you will not live life the way that you're supposed to. That's the reality. That is the reality. Do you know, I was saying to my email community that one of the best gifts that God gave me was the understanding of Jeremiah 29, 11. If we read Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, and I'll read it very quickly. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Another version. The New Living Translation says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Like God's plans concerning me are good. So if I'm not experiencing good in my life, it is not God's plan. If I'm not experiencing good in my life, it is not God's plan. Because God's plan is always good. God's plan is always to give me a future and a hope. And you know, if I don't settle into that knowledge and sit with that knowledge and affirm that knowledge to myself, guess what? Things are going to happen around me and I'm going to blame God for it. You know, one of the things, the messages I hear a lot from Christians is, oh, this sickness that I have, God is using it to teach me a lesson. I'm like, absolutely not. Because the word of God says in the Psalms that taste and see that the Lord is good. That's what the Psalms say, that God is good. Jesus says to us in Matthew that if you who know how to give good gifts to your children, if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your father in heaven will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask them. God's nature is always good, always good. Hear me and hear me properly. God's nature is always good. So if you are not seeing good, it is not from him. It is not from God. God's nature is always good. So much so that a very popular scripture, Romans 8 chapter 20, Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says to us that all things work together for good. For those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And yet you might say, well, maybe I'm not called according to his purpose. No, that's not true. You know how I know? Because the word of God says in Jeremiah chapter one, verse five, that before I formed you, I knew you and I, I set you apart for my own purpose. I set you apart for a specific purpose. And before you were ever formed in your mother's womb, I already knew you. While you were still a spirit, before you were ever put into a human body, I already knew you. And I already called you. And I set you apart for my purpose. 
that's a, that's that phrase is available to everybody, not just even Christians. But for you to access it, you have to believe in Jesus. This is why knowledge is important. I know that God is good. I know that everything that God thinks towards me is good. I know that it is God's desire to prosper me. That's what 3 John verse one, um, chapter 1 verse 2 says. The third book of John chapter 1 verse 2 says, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul is prospering. God's desire is for us to prosper. God's desire for us is that for us is for us to be in good health. So if I'm not experiencing good health, it is not God. It is not God. Sickness is not from God. Because if it was, then he would be like Jekyll and Hyde. One day giving you good, the next day giving you bad. No, but his nature is constantly good. Jesus says in the word that, you know, one a, a, a teacher of the law came to him or one of the leaders came to him and said to him, oh, good teacher, tell me what I must do. And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? The only person that is good is God. God the Father is good. It is in his goodness that he set up a redemptive plan that Jesus came as a human being died for my sake so that I never have to do a sin offering, a wave offering, a heave offering, and all the different offerings there are in Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. It is because of his goodness. But if you don't know that, you will think that he is not good. When you know that God is good, when you know his nature, there are things that you will never attribute to him again. When people say it to you, you will say, no, that's not God. You can tell them, look, I've not read the Bible from back to front, but this particular one, I know about God. And it is something that all of us need to seek after, which is why I will always say to you every single week, you need to spend time in the word of God. You need, don't just take what your pastor says on Sunday, open your Bible and see whether or not that is true. See whether or not that is true. You know, there are many things that we attribute and we say are the Bible that aren't true. Let me give you an example. I hear the phrase a lot. Heaven helps those who helps them, help themselves. That's not true. That's not true. The Apostle Paul says to us that I, Paul, glory in my weakness because God's strength is made perfect in my weakness, meaning that I need to be weak for his strength to be at work. So if I'm helping myself, what does heaven have to do? Nothing. I'm doing it all myself. That's why we need to grow in knowledge. So that when you hear certain things, you don't take them hook, line, and sinker. You know, when sometimes ministers will, ministers or preachers will say something, I will literally open my Bible as they're speaking because I'm like, I need to know what you're talking about. And if I can't open it in the moment, 
I will spend time later on just trying to make sure that what they taught me was actually true. You know, let me give you an example. For a long time, you know, I read Genesis. You know, we've all read the story of creation and all of that. And I'd read Genesis, the book, Genesis 1, Genesis 2, Genesis 3. And I, you know, and then one day I heard a, a pastor say, do you know that Genesis 1, God created man. Genesis 2, God formed man. And I was like, what do you mean? God created man. That was it. End of. But guess what? I then opened my scriptures. So in Genesis chapter 1, in verse 26, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. That's Genesis 1.27. If you then open Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, it says, Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. So the man that was created in Genesis 1 is spirit. But then that spirit needed a container. God then formed the container in Genesis 2. But if you don't go back and read the scriptures, you're not going to know that. So when I heard that, I was like, wait, what, what, what? I thought God just created man and that's the end of it. I never knew about the formed part. And then I opened the scriptures and I read it and I was like, wow. So there were two stages to man's becoming a living being, a human being, a living person. I was like, wow, okay. So guess what? If you think about it, now let's do a quick go back between the scriptures. When the devil comes to Eve in Genesis chapter three and says to her, you know, did God really say you shouldn't eat the forbidden fruit? And she says, oh yes, he said we shouldn't eat the forbidden fruit. And then he's like, yes, but don't you know that if you, eat it, you will become like God. Hello, Genesis 1.26. God said, let us make man in our image and likeness. She was already like God, but she didn't know. So when he, the enemy gave her information, she took it hook, line, and sinker and didn't go back to check the original instruction. She didn't go back to check that actually is what he's saying true. My people perish for lack of knowledge. You, people will come and tell you things. You need to go back and check in the scriptures if it is true. And you know, you can hear something on this Bible study and think, I'm not sure about that. It's okay for you to go back and check your Bible. I have no issues with you telling me, oh, Bumi, you got it wrong. That's great. Then I can change the information that I know and increase in knowledge. Because my desire as a Christian is to continually increase in knowledge. We have to increase in knowledge. You have to increase in the knowledge of God 
in the knowledge of his spirit, in the knowledge of what his spirit is able to do in you and through you. Do you know that God wants to heal people, but he's going to heal them through you? You know, many times we hear, oh, somebody was healed. And then we say, oh, it was Jesus that healed them. No, it wasn't. It was the person that God used that healed them. That's what knowledge does. That Jesus already told us in the in, in when he was coming to the end of his time on earth, he said to the disciples, you know, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons preach the word. So when any of those things happen, whenever we do any of those things, guess who is doing it? It's not Jesus. It's us doing it. That's knowledge. If you keep thinking that it is Jesus that needs to come and heal the person, guess what? You're never going to try to heal a person. But because I know that I've been given the authority and the power to heal people, when my daughter says to me, mommy, my head hurts, I lay my hands on her and I pray for her head to stop hurting because I know that I have the ability to heal her. You have to know what is yours, but you also have to know whose you are and who he has made you to be. You cannot tell me that I'm not righteous. Why? Because I know for a fact, based on the word of God, that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It is based on knowledge. There are many things that God wants to give you. And of the many things that you are believing God for, knowledge is the answer. If you will increase in knowledge, you will begin to see the performance of his word towards you. You will begin to see the promises that he has made towards you come to pass. You know, one of the things that I'm saying more and more to the women that are in my community is speak the word of God to yourself because we already said it in a few episodes before where we talked about changing your life using your words. Speak what you now know to be true and speak it so that it can become your reality. That is what is expected of us. As believers, we are meant to be growing. We are meant to be growing every single day. And that's why we can't afford not to spend time in the word of God. You know, when the Apostle, Apostle Peter is concluding his letter, to the believers, it says in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, rather you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So from today, I want to encourage you, grow in grace, but also grow in knowledge. God bless you. And thank you for listening to another Bible study with Fumi.